Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. We back and 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 we back. Raps just made me anxious and that shit made me crazy. Them squares just made me looser. That wax just made me lazy and I still All right, we're, this we're song, here. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in on you there. Well, it's, it's okay. I mean, I think it's I think it's very fitting because this this week we're, we actually need to start with with Max um, because he did something exciting and speedy on Friday. Uh, Friday, yes. Yeah. What what did what did you do? Uh, I went to a car dealership and I test drove a car. Okay. Well, what what kind of car was it? A sporty car? Um, you could call it a sporty car. <laughs> I, I I think Some you're would. asking the wrong questions because it it defies labels. Oh. <laughs> um, I think it, was it was it the was it at least the S version so that you could cut people off in traffic? Uh, no, it was not. So you drove a <laughs> standard but still sporty car. Did was it grippy? Grippy. I don't, I don't know. Isn't that a thing people talk about cars? Like, you feel what? the road? Oh, you definitely feel the road. Yeah, <laughs> that's their thing. But uh, they're getting more Americanized, to be honest. So, oh, oh, for, so this... for people who are not, I, I, we need to end this charade now. Charade. We're we're talking about Mini Coopers. Well, okay. We're not only going to talk about Mini Coopers, but Th- that's, that's what the Max... car that we're talking about right now. Yeah, that is the car that I test drove on Friday. Yeah. But it's not the one you want to get, correct? That's right. Um, they didn't have exactly what I was looking for, but I wanted to go. Um, I have never had never driven a Mini before, and mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure it was you know acceptable before I further pursue the search for what I want. So I think I think that is is one thing that I definitely want to get to. There is a thing that you want. Yeah. There is a specific Mini that you want. Yes. What would you, would you consider it? How, wait, how long have you wanted this? Want being the key word. How long have I wanted a mini? Well, a mini, and then this specific mini that you're looking for that they didn't have in stock. So it's tough to say about the specific one. I would say that within the past two months, I've kind of narrowed my search down and made some decisions about what I've wanted. But I've always wanted a mini. Yeah. Like, Always being, I guess, since I was very young when I played with toy minis and such. I mean, I think that it's fascinating that you got to mini as as your choice. Sean, how many minis do you think there are in New Orleans? Like five? Um, no, probably more than that. <laughs> I think, and, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting the intern on this. Uh, there is a mini dealership in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean the other thing is is I don't remember seeing minis really until the early two thousands. That's because they didn't make them until two thousand. <laughs> but there are old mini like in America. You so mean? so so the original mini was made by BMC from nineteen six. BMC, I'm not sure exactly. British, British Motor Company. Oh, okay. Um, and it was it was discontinued in um. I guess it was discontinued in 2000, but um, BMW 
purchased the company that owned Mini at the time, yeah. retained the rights to use the, the word Mini, and basically built a new car, mm. which was the first generation Mini that they built from 2000 to 2006. So they showed up in the U.S. in the early 2000s because that's when they could be imported by BMW. Yeah. Before that, it was just the, the classic tiny, uh, you know, Mini Little Cooper. tin can kind of thing. That's right. That's my dream car. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, yeah. But they're death boxes, total. <laughs> yeah, but, old British car. Old British cars are really cool. I had one of my friends from high school. His his dad, uh, at one point, uh, had a a little tiny bright orange MG. Oh, nice. There is a photo of my father up there, and he had an MG. They're not dependable cars, from what I understand. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think Doctor Fisher's MG ever left the driveway. Ah, uh, that's that's where that's I think that's where they really wrong. But I I don't I mean I think that it's so compared to me, Max. I think that's fascinating that that it is even if it's the little de- death box or the one you're talking about now. But you have a dream car. It is something that you have thought about. Oh yeah. I, I mean, do do you even do you think that even when you were younger, uh, Sean, that you had a car that you were like, oh man, I'd I'd love to have that or or something like I, that. I would actually suggest that I. I had that more uh, when I was slightly younger than I do now. I'd agree. I don't know that I ever really had anything. Um, But, well, I mean, I thought Range Rovers were were really cool. But that could have been because (laughs) I watched The O.C., honestly. Uh, And it seemed like if 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 you drove a Range Rover, you could have, like, really, you know with really beautiful people but also have really intense feelings all over the place all the time and it sounds like I, I mean like well because the thing is, is if you have a convertible like you might have these like you might be with beautiful people but there's gonna be a only a certain depth to, to the feelings you get in that Range Rover and it just becomes like a box of, of and nobody's of and nobody's feelings. hair looks good you can't you can't have good looking hair in a convertible when there's a wind blowing anyway yeah, true. Well, you might not be able to have one in a, a mini either if you're of a certain height, because <laughs> then you just be against the ceiling or the roof. Fair or, enough. Or, or the other day, you know, Max called it a bonnet, and I told him that however right that may be, you we can't call it a bonnet in America. Um, though, though a bonnet, a bonnet in a convertible would stop the hair problem. It would. Um but that I feel like would defeat the the purpose, like the reason why people buy convertibles is not to drive them with the top up. It's not to drive them with a bonnet on. It's to drive it with the top down. Uh, yeah, I had a pretty significant when they when they reintroduced the uh, the Charger and the Challenger. I, I went. I had a pretty significant Dodge Challenger phase. Where, where I really, I knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to drive a Dodge Challenger. Uh, having worked at a golf course and played golf in high school around that time, uh, I ran into many a middle-aged man whose flirtation with uh, Dodge Challenger just became their full-out mistress, I think, <laughs> they, essentially. They had the same phase. They just had the disposable <laughs> income to make that desire a reality. Yeah, I think I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I guess I guess one thing I, I think about is amongst the three of us, I have actually purchased a car in the last couple of years, and and Max, I I admire that 
that there's you're thinking about what you want um which is not just a a kind of um you know something a functional approach to it It, it's more than that it's like an enjoyment of driving um mine was very different and i got a accord like many you know milk toast folks do i think um, and one thing I've discussed with, with both of you before is my mother would ask me what color car I wanted to get. And I was like, I don't really care. I'm going to be inside the car. I'd rather the inside be cushy and, you know, leather than whatever color. I did get blue, which is the color I wanted, but it was like <laughs> the last thing I, th- it's, it was the last thing I thought about. And also it's, it's just blue. It's a Navy blue. It's not like, I'm not like, oh man, that blue, when I see it, I get the I get the the sweats, which is interesting because when I went to the mini dealership, the color is probably one of the first things I thought about once I had picked a, a, a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. Like, you know, yes, you are going to be inside the car while you're driving it, but you can, I don't know, I I can see some portion of my car, you know, of the outside while I'm driving. Um, yeah, you don't use your side mirrors enough if you don't know what color your car is. Well, I have a backup camera that I don't really use, so I never have to look <laughs> at the car. I just I just look at the screen in the middle because oh. everything is becoming a unified theory of screens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I I guess I mean I mean you're right. Like I can still see outside a car. I, if it was say you know a burnt orange, maybe that wouldn't be as as, as oh, appealing God. to me. Uh, well, but your though, point is your point is reasonable that you in your search for a car you were focused more on you were focused on purely sort of the functional aspects. Is it affordable? Does it get good gas mileage? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is, I mean, I I think that I am not too far away from uh, looking to purchase vehicular transport for myself um and you know i i I know that i'm going to be driving when when that happens i'm going to be driving something very different than what i drive today yeah um so i'm in that same sort of mindset where i will probably wind up driving you know i will probably wind up driving something like an accord um or you know, I, I say that there there are one or two sort of uh, mid-size SUV type cars that I've driven or ridden in that I've I've liked quite a lot. So uh, you know, I could go that route. But you know, I want some. I certainly want something with better gas mileage than I get right now from the small boat I drive. Small boat, yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly the position I was in. Um, but the the other thing, uh, I guess that's that's kind of crazy to me. Is that you know, Max? You are a you know a, a still relatively youthful person. Well, you're of a youthful age, um, and unlike the challenger middle-aged guys I mentioned who were buying their dream cars then, you are potentially able to do it now. It's not it's not a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. It's it's something that like you can sort of make happen, even if it's a, a couple years old. I mean, do you do you well, think do you think that that is do you think that is odd, given what normally you would say are people's dream cars? Um, it could be. Um, 
I mean, if you were, if there was a way for me to get a Ferrari, I'm not opposed to that. But, uh, but, but you've but said. But I see it. what you're saying. I yeah, um, yeah, it's probably unusual. Um, but there's probably people whose dream car is a Volkswagen Beetle. There's probably tons of people. Oh yeah, that yeah, did that. For sure. and well, that's... that's an and that's an affordable car for a lot of people. That's right. something you can actually get. Versus if your dream car is the Aston Martin that that James Bond drives, you're, you're unfortunately probably not going to really be able to get that. Yeah, I mean, it's I did tough see... to find a dealership that does like the you know the hidden gun turret the, the, and the spike strip that comes yeah. out. You got to push the button and the I... smoke screen. I uh, you're gonna have to edit this out, Sean. But I I know a guy. Just just you know, you, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hook you up. Um, uh, but but it's I, it's good. I think it's good to have attainable goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but but it's not. But that's the thing is I feel like and I I very much appreciate this is is we attainable goals or whatever. It's not really. It sounds like it wasn't even attainable. That's just what you gravitated towards as a as a youngster. You were like, I want a ca- this car. You're not even thinking about like, oh, when I'm, you know, in my mid twenties, uh, this car is only this much. So if I get it a couple years old, I'll be able to buy it at a reasonable salary. You didn't think about that. That wasn't that wasn't at all. It was just like, this is what I like. Yeah. Have you seen the Italian Job? Uh, so that's part of it. I've never seen the Italian Job. Oh, okay. Oh, when I'm in out, Mark, yeah, Mark I, I... Wahlberg is fantastic. Mark. Does he does he play a police officer that comes in and saves the day? Uh, no, because well, this is did... not Mark Wahlberg in the 2010s. I was oh. really trying to say that to see if it would get a reaction out of Max, because the version of the Italian Job starring Mark Wahlberg and for some reason Seth Green um, <laughs> is not the original yep. version. I'm it's aware. Not. Do they still have Mini Coopers in the original one too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I thought so. Um. That's a, that's the other thing about Mini Coopers in general. In Europe, they look cool. They fit on the roads. Here, they look like little tiny things, except for the... So, go ahead. You brought up a very good point, which is that the, the Mini is a European car. And for those of our listeners who have been to Europe or are familiar with it, they drive smaller cars there. The Mini, I've seen... I, I was in Paris within the past couple of years, and I saw an American Mini Cooper, and it looked big. Yeah. It looked big on their roads compared to the other cars there. They all have their Fiats and their um, Peugeots, and they're very small. Um, minis in America uh, have... Uh, I would say the minis that they sell here are becoming more Americanized. The original mini is more of a sporty car that drives like a go-kart. You can feel every bump on the road, um, and they're small. Yeah, They are making them bigger. They well, keep making them bigger, and they keep making them less sporty and more fit to the what I would say is the American palette well, for a traditional so if you'll recall, economy car. If you'll recall, because Sean already, and it was from the same Super Bowl year, I'm pretty sure, um, Sean already mentioned the mini commercial from last year, which uh, I think we should probably link to in this. Uh, maybe not, but there was also yeah. one in the, there was also one that year, and it was the the Fiat. And the guy drops a male enhancement pill, and it like rolls along, rolls along, and then goes into the tank of the Fiat, and then it starts to get bulbous, and I think it gets an extra, it gets a, a four doors and everything, and I mean that transition from two to four doors, and it gets a little more aggressive. I like the is the Countryman. I've talked to you about this. The Countryman. I think it is looks four door mini. It looks cool, but it looks I more like a crossover SUV, which I, I 
hate that term, but <laughs> it looks more like a small SUV. And when I went on the website the other day, it's like, oh, this has more legroom and everything than this Mercedes, and I think a, it compared it to a BMW, and it was like half an inch more and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the point was, and, and your point is well taken, is this is a car not necessarily for American markets, but they're trying to make it for American markets. And, and you mentioned that the, that the one I was looking for is a few years old, and there's an important reason for that, which is that in 2014, they started making the, the third-generation um, Mini Coopers. That's the current generation, so if you've seen a 2015, 14, 15, 16, or 17, or the new 18, um, Mini Coopers, the two-door hardtops, they are kind of big, they're bigger. They're a good amount bigger. They're more bubbly, they have a higher bonnet. Uh, I don't want one of those. I know what I want, and I want not a bigger one. I want you to not say bonnet again, but we've established <laughs> I was expecting a better reaction. In, in the words of Mick Jagger, you uh, you can't always do that. You can't always get it. Get what I want? Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Though, has he ever not gotten what he wanted? That's a very good question. I'm inclined to say <laughs> probably not. I mean, uh, Max actually looked up his family tree yesterday. We were looking at his family tree. It's, yeah. it's an extensive... It It's... It's a mighty oak. So uh, I think that the what Fiat's and Coupe Minis look like in Europe is an important point as I think about this, which is with your dream car and having this, it sounds like you're ready to you know, get yours and, and drive it on the road in America. But is part of it also you're looking for it to be in a certain, you know, what would you enjoy it more in that setting and, it, you know, having a Mini in Europe, do you think, or does that not really matter to you? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if that I really relate the two. Would yeah. I enjoy living in Europe? Perhaps, no, but, but I, I don't just, know that that's associated with the car that I want. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know if like, you know, driving driving to Reston every day in a in a mini is is. I mean, you get the open road feel. I don't know if you'd get that if you were you know trying to. Well, you actually probably wouldn't have a car if you were in a European city. And I guess what that makes me think about is having a dream car, I do think is actually kind of a pretty American thing. I feel like cars and the open roads and with the U.S. highway system after, uh, during the Dwight Eisenhower administration, I feel like that became like a thing. I, I think I've referenced it on the podcast before, but one of the things that was frightening about cars when everyone started to have them especially after world war ii with the baby boomer generation is that it was a moving living room so if your kids were out at the drive-in or whatever who knows what kind of sin they were getting up to yes max uh thankfully this is not a video podcast um but (laughs) yeah i mean i i grew up in suburbs i mean you guys uh so i I feel like i basically did too yeah, I, I think that cars were kind of a freedom kind of thing. I don't know what what's... cars are a cars are a bastion of American freedom. I, mean, I grew up with. Did you have mat, I have Matchbox cars, remote control cars, uh, racing games, we, we racing video games? We discussed. So did we've discussed on this podcast that I didn't do video games. I also didn't have Legos. So no, I didn't what? have Matchbox cars either. Well, Matchbox cars are not Legos, but I don't know how. No, no. That's but what I'm strange. what I'm saying you is, had Legos. I was I was either outside or I was like inside reading or watching like TV. Play with Legos outside. Basically, it was Bill Nye and Miss Frizzle, and then outside. For me, that was it. 
Well, um, aren't you special? I, I mean, I tell myself that because it's <laughs> helpful. Um, but and then you know, uh, I mean, having a car in in high school for me and and being able to go places and uh, have fit three or four people comfortably in my car. Uh, even though I didn't really have any friends, the idea of being able to do that was <laughs> was very freeing. I think I think freedom is is the right way to put it. Yeah. It's also I recognize a privileged thing to be able to have a car. But um, we kind of joked before this is going on about the the idea of having to drive a van around. Even my friends who had really shitty cars in high school, they loved the fact that they had a car. Oh, for and sure. And it might have been. You know, it might have had a donut wheel on one of them, but it was still, like, that was the thing to be like, ah, I'm, I that's, can do whatever. That's probably not good. Do you like driving? See, this makes me think back to why I bought a car versus why you drove a car. I realized today, because I drove to that Mosaic District where, like, uh, Kevin used to live and uh, Clinton lives. Uh, so I... I actually really enjoy driving. I like that it's um, kind of, well, I don't like driving in traffic. Like, I didn't like driving to Reston. But even then, I can listen to music. It's like it allows me kind of a, a a solitary kind of time. So I enjoy that. So it's a good distinction, and I'd, I'd like to raise that distinction, which I'm asking if you like driving, not if you like being in your car. No one likes sitting in traffic yeah. as a drive. You might like it being in your car, but no one says, I love driving, especially sitting in traffic. When well, I say driving, I mean like, I you know. I drove when we went up to Maine. I drove the whole time, and I enjoyed that. But I didn't, it wasn't because I was in control of the steering wheel and was going 75 or however fast on 95. It was because I was in the car listening to music. I, I liked the the feel of it i didn't like the actual driving part so yeah, yeah i don't i don't love driving i'm with you i like drives i don't like driving that is a better way to say that max you seem to think that you will like driving the sport yeah i already do yeah, it, which is weird because of the car you drive is not... Is well, not... but my current car has some similarities. I have a Mazda 3 right now, and it's also small. It also is fairly grippy, um, and it also handles like a go-kart. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's... that's fair. Are you are you going to get in a, a manual transmission? Probably not. Okay, I think that's, I think that's good. I know people I, who are... I think I spend too much of my time in stop-and-go traffic to yeah. uh, enjoy that. But, so, you know, we discussed that having a car is a really big deal. It's a freeing thing. I think that it's almost like a, it, it's an American thing. But the idea of American-made cars in a car culture, one thing you mentioned before we started is you work with someone who has a garage and can have a working garage. I, I mean, my car, I went in for a recall and they... They changed the software in the the automatic transmission. I feel like it's a very different time than when you're the guy you work with who has the working garage. Probably that's probably the, what he thinks of. So I guess in the sense of you know you having a dream car and everything, I feel that in a lot of ways that's associated with a thriving car culture, and I I don't feel that i don't feel that 
we're around that anymore. I but maybe is it the places? I mean, Sean, it, you mentioned your 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 Dodge flirtation, but do you think that did you go to school with people who were into cars? Um, that's a good question. Uh. You know, I went to school with people who were into trucks, but that's because <laughs> I went to someplace called Battlefield, literally named after the Civil War battlefield of Bull Run, very nearby. So fair enough. Can... Um, I would say not necessarily in high school. Um, college, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I do know that one of my, uh, one of my roommates when I moved back to Charlottesville uh, a couple years ago, uh, was a huge car guy. Like, watched every episode of Top Gear, read car magazines, worked at a dealership at some point in his life. Like, he was all about it. He was not... He was not, like, a tinkerer. He he wasn't somebody who I think wanted to, like, work on cars yet. I don't think he wanted to build a car or anything. But he was very much an appreciator of fine automobiles um and and he he's definitely someone who likes driving yeah well top gear is was just i mean i know they have the thing now but top gear was just great tv like that was a fun show to watch like i I mean i learned a bunch of stuff from it there's there's a lamborghini i remember watching them in the desert do and always remember that it was really cool but um i you know, car magazines certainly not not something I did. Uh, I don't know. What, what about you, Max? Since you are the person who has a dream car and, and mentions, you know, signing up for mini alerts or, or whatever. Huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know that I. I certainly don't read car magazines or anything like that. Um, but I do have. I think I have more of the tinkering mentality. Yeah. I'd like to potentially, you know, build a car someday. Or at least be able to do my own maintenance yeah. on my car. Um, I like the idea of owning multiple cars. Um, I built model cars as a kid. Mm-hmm. Tried to build my own. Um, what do you call it? Like a so uh, derby car. Yeah, but aren't those small or are those big? Uh, well, soapbox derby are larger. There's also but you can the... sit in those, right? Yeah, yeah, like one of those. Um, but an interesting point to what you brought up is, yeah, I'm saying, oh, I'd love to own, you know three cars and this and that, but I'd also be interested in living in a city where I didn't need to own a car, and I would happily not have a car. Yeah. And that's hard for me to fully wrap my head around why I feel that way. I, so I I guess that's, that's an important point. I mean, I watch movies and stuff, and people seem to, I'll I'll reference a movie that I've probably referenced on here before. One of the like the first scene where um uh in Annie Hall where they the our protagonists meet each other is her driving in New York City like a maniac and i i mean you can drive in in Brooklyn now in certain areas but you can't drive in Manhattan anymore um i don't know what it's like to drive in Bo- i i don't know why you would drive in Boston it's probably not too terribly difficult but it's a very walkable city um so I, I think cities have have always kind of been like that, but the fact that you are you're saying I'd rather not have to drive at all. I think we we all grew up in sort of suburbs, red blooded American meals, whatever that means. Um, 
And the fact that we're not like, oh, I have to have my car or whatever, I think is a big change than from probably even was it Gen X is the one that's just older than us. I bet even they are like, no, I like I like my cars. Like, um, you know, I want a I want a Buick Grand National because that was really cool when I was ten years old. Not not for us, but for Gen Xers. So I don't know that those two things have to be inconsistent. Because which ones? Uh, like, uh, well, like having a car that you want, and then also, like, I, I, Max, I don't think that's a inconsistent point of view for you, even as a person who likes cars and likes driving. Because uh, even if you like it, there are things about owning a car and driving that are a pretty big hassle. Like having to repair cars, you know, and and maybe maybe you love working on, you know, on on your your vehicle, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't love having to pay somebody to work on your car for you uh, when you need. Some, like I get, you know, I I've had to have a lot of work done on my car lately. And it's extremely frustrating um, to the point where, you know, if it were fully viable for me to scrap needing to have a car, like, I would probably do it. Yeah. The, the tinkering thing does, uh, does sit with me a little bit, though, because I know some people who own homes, um, and I feel like... They talk about doing some home improvement projects, but it's not it's not like when older people talk about their home improvement projects that they did and they like, you know, did some some carpentry or put together something. I mean, look at the look at the swing sets that people put together anymore. I don't know that they're doing it, and the way you put them together is like it's pretty much preformed pieces. Mm-hmm. And with cars, I mean, if you open up the hood of a new car, you're not you're seeing like plastic coverings over a lot of stuff. They don't want you to to do that. And so like I don't know which comes first. Are people more interested in different cars? Like they're more interested in like I think this is probably important, the technology of it. Like, oh, this is uh super fuel efficient, this is an electric car, this has a touchscreen, whatever. It's integrated with my phone, as opposed to this is a very powerful machine and engine, and it's fine-tuned, even if it wasn't super expensive. Maybe, maybe you just got a, I don't know, you, you got a Chevy Impala back in the day. Uh, it, but it's something that you can touch and see how it works. Um, and that's, you know, even even repairing a light socket. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I don't, I just, give me a give me a damn nest. So, so I'm also, I'm very interested in making home repairs. I grew up with my dad, who did a lot of work around our house yeah he put the floors in he did all the painting he you know built a lot of the furniture (laughs) like um and i i am very interested in owning a home that may or may not need some serious work and then doing that work i mean as we know these hands are always ready but not for carpentry (laughs) i gotta say (laughs) i think max is about to do a wrestlemania move on me and break the chair over my back well, that would uh, that would fit. I am. Uh, I've got. Uh, you know, I, I have the kickoff show uh, on a screen to the right of me. Woo! Uh, uh, wild I, wild shit is happening, but uh, it, it's particularly relevant for Max because 
uh, I- in the crowd is one. Uh, how do you say this? Uh, Ro- Robert Gronkowski. Oh wow! Is it is it a cardboard cutout or is it him? Oh wait, you can't tell oh, the no, difference because neither in, have a brain. In the flesh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey oh. Yeah. Woo. Uh, that was a uh, big big promoter of Bud got, Light though. I, I got a little spicy there. Um, do oh if if he so in the mini that you want to get, if if you went, let's say you're going ten miles per hour, and he was running at you, who would have a bigger dent when they met? I think you could actually do this. I think this is probably a physics problem. You could you could figure it out. Ten miles per hour. I think he might win. <laughs> I can tell you I'm looking at a person on the screen right now who would definitely win uh, because he is – well, I think I, I think he's 6 foot 8 or 6 foot 9 and weighs like 325 pounds. But can uh, he go – can he go fast enough? Part of it is the speed to get the force. I'm pretty sure he could just punch a mini in half. It's so. What's happening right now is is a match. It's a battle royal. So the the premise is that uh, if you get tossed over the top rope and land out of the ring, you've been eliminated. And there are thirty people in this match, and it just took. Yeah. You know, obviously it's exaggerated, but there it took twenty five people to hoist this gentleman uh, up and out. Uh, one of one of I think the. The pods, more more favorite bars in DC, Bar Pilar. The first time I went there, they had a one of those on from like the early nineties. It was one of the more fascinating things I've watched. But well, the Royal Rumble's that... a little different because not ever like they you add more people over time. Yeah. It is still a battle royal match, but uh, this like all thirty people started off in the ring together. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so now that we've gone off... Now, off, now that we, we off, recorded, we turned off, this into a wrestling episode, too. Yeah, we went off the, the <laughs> you know, off the road, like, what people should actually do with Jeep Wranglers, Let's but not steer, what they actually steer do. Steer into the skid <laughs> and get back uh, on track. Do you... So, in, you know, in... Because not that not that any of us are having children. When, when, when people we know have children, and they've got children of driving age... I guess ultimately what I wonder is, is there going to – I think there will still be car culture because I've been to Woodward Dream Cruise and it was really cool, which is right outside Detroit into Detroit, effectively Detroit. And it's people with muscle car, classic muscle cars, American cars, and they're driving around showing off their cars in August and just cruising, which is something people don't do anymore, just down the road saying hey you know, and, and showing off their cars. Is there – is that something that people, you know, use twenty years from now are still going to have? Are they going to have dream cars like their mini, or is it is it fading? I think it's I think it's not. I think we're just not. We live in the wrong places. But I think you're maybe con- conflating fading from, you know, really sort of broader cultural prominence with actually going away, like boxing. I I would compare it to boxing. Boxing is not 
the sporting powerhouse that it was in even as recently as the 90s. But yeah. it still has a very intense following uh, uh, of people that are devoted and, and love it a lot. I'm glad you said boxing because, and I think that this is important. Max, your dream car is a Mini Cooper. That's a British car. So boxing in the 90s, that last kind of hurrah, you had Mike Tyson, you had Evander Holyfield. Mike Tyson, one of the most frightening people ever. Yeah, I can't imagine looking across at him in the ring because he's just so powerful. But those were both American folks. And for an American audience, seeing somebody who was potentially an American champion and being like the coolest, baddest person there is, I don't know that there's a cool, bad, you know, American car like I, you know, that that is so I, appealing anymore. I disagree. I, I think it's not it's not the same as as the heyday. I mean, yeah, there's it, well, you know, what it is, but every yeah, but, go ahead. So it's not there are not new cars being produced that I think are going to achieve that status. New American cars, at least. Uh, okay, yeah. But the the hobby version of this now is not, at least as I understand it, is not really focused on, like, 90s cars. It's still, it's going much further back than that. Yeah. You know, it, well, that's... You know, I went on a brief car phase after watching Gran Torino. You know, and <laughs> it's better than the other things you could have been influenced by in that movie. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's I think that's fair because when they come out with the new, you know, there was like a resurgence of the Mustang some number of years ago, and the Camaro and the Corvette. They're always like, oh, it's always it looks like what it looked like in the '60s. We're not. Hey, that's it. Maybe we're not innovating. Mike Mike Tyson was very different than than Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. but. No, now it's all copy CS Max. What about Teslas? But that's but again, that's the technology. that's that is not this is a powerful, well tuned machine that I'm gonna work on all the time. I'm gonna tinker with. This is Elon Musk, the technocratic god, has bestowed this upon our earth and let me get this so it's just like an iPhone. You know, it's I I don't need to tinker with this. It's perfect as it's delivered to me. And they'll make updates to the software to make it even more perfect for me. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, like, classic Tesla rallies in 2062. (laughs) Well, as we discussed in the pod before, are people going to be driving in 2062? That's a good point. I don't know. I will be. You'll be driving your... I'll be driving my Mini. Your Mini John (laughs) Cooper works. Oh. Ooh. Talk okay. About a dream um, car. Well, I think Max has to go change his pants now. But uh, <laughs> uh, does, that's, prob- uh, that's probably as good a place to finish this topic as any. No, no. I yeah, that was the transition <laughs> I was going to do. God, the next that, thing. That's not a great. That's not a great segue. But anyway, um, if you would like to tell us about uh, your dream car or or, or what you think. Um, car culture is going to be like 20 30 50 60 years from now come find us on facebook and twitter at pretty okay pod and tell us what you think we'd love to hear from you yeah and if you actually have a buick grand national a 1989 one uh contact us please 
I li- I like them. Sure. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, it's time for what I hope is everyone's favorite segment of the show. Pierce is sorry. Yeah. What's coming off the list this week? Um, so this is something that was added to the list this week because it <laughs> happened this week. Um, so as as I've shared with both of you before, uh, because it's it's a thing. Um, I hate saying it's a thing, but I, that's what I'm going to call it. Uh, I have my book club at work, and we just read Siddhartha, which thankfully I'm not going to talk about because that just people get upset when you talk about Siddhartha. But um, after... You know, as the meeting devolved, um, I mentioned some a, a tweet that I had seen this week, and it was uh, it was the one I don't know if you guys saw it, but about when Lex Luthor was uh, elected president, he divested himself from Luther Corp, so he's more um, uh, ethical than the current U.S. president, like comic book villain. And so when I was saying this, uh, I, I, the tweet mentions the. DC or Marvel and I said I don't know if it's DC or Marvel so so correct me if I'm wrong I, I don't read comic books um, and so I was saying this to this group and this co-worker respond he's like why are you looking at me when I said this DC or Marvel thing um, I'm not apologizing for looking at him because I really do think he knows I think he's a comic re- reader I'm apologizing for lying and saying that I wasn't looking at him because I most certainly was because I knew he would know. Um, so yeah, I'm apologizing for a real thing this week, which is lying to someone to their face um, about comic books. You should be proud of reading graphic novels. They're, they're cool. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, to close the show, we've got a little big idea from pop culture i feel like a lot of these are not really from pop culture we should maybe rename this segment well well uh, part of it is is i i think that sometimes we'll we'll be like we read an article this week or or something else or or we listen to something in music and then other times they're random but you know culture is is kind of relative so it's our popular culture right fair enough um so there there is a, a long-standing uh, relationship of a certain type between uh, Pierce and the state of Maryland. Oh. This, this is well known to anyone who has listened to the podcast really for more than like two consecutive episodes. I don't know that it comes up that much. It comes up when all the time though when i'm not or, on the or if you know us um yeah so pierce very much does not like the state of maryland and I issues with maryland i'm going to i'm going to see if maybe i can uh decrease his maryland hatred just a tiny bit not enough to actually turn the tide but you know Enough that you don't rule out the state out of hand. Um, so there is a tattoo parlor uh, in in Maryland called Southside Tattoo that does a cool thing. Uh, if you come in uh, with some sort of, you know, uh, l- let me let me redirect a little bit. Uh, lots of people that are in. Uh, gangs or other sort of associations uh, 
have have tattoos to signify their uh their oh my god Gronk is entering the match now. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is wild. Um so anyway, uh, uh to signify your membership in these organizations, uh oftentimes you will have a tattoo of some variety. Um and the the proprietors of Southside Tattoo uh will cover up they they will like redo, you know, they'll do tattoos to cover up racist uh gang related etc uh, hateful tattoos for free um, oh. which i think is a really cool thing um uh, and and from that, from what i've from the very from my very limited experience with this particular story like i found it before we started recording today um it sounds like they have been uh beset with great demand um huh. which is is good it's good from a variety of different angles it's it's good that people are are you know maybe trying to make a change it's it's good that you know that there are people out there that'll you know that are willing to help them do that um because you know having having a tattoo like that can really you know it, it could probably mess up your life for a long time. It could hurt your ability to get jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So, you, you know, the, these these folks are, are doing their part and, you know, giving giving people who want a second chance um, the second chance that they are able to give. Uh, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. No, I, I think I think that that is, and it kind of ties into the car thing with this episode. And uh, well, you know, a good example is is Mad Men. If you want a second chance and you want to get away, you 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 drive away, or in this case, you cover up that tip too, and you you move on. So that's really great that this um, this uh, tattoo parlor is is doing that. That's that's cool. That's yeah, admirable. Too bad they're doing it in Maryland. Well, I so here's the thing is my I you know my understand I would think that if you have a tattoo that says I hate Peter Angelos, they won't cover it up but they'll pay you for having that. So um that's that's my understanding of how that works because even people in Maryland hate Peter Angelos. Oh um, boy. Oh, we're getting a little inside baseball. Um oh, cuz he owns the Orioles. Yep, yep, yep. It's about to be opening day. It's coming out on opening oh, day. Oh. Um oh. all right. That is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty okay Pod. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes or get individual episodes on our website, prettyokpod.com. If you have ideas for show topics, if you have something you'd like to come on the show and talk about with us, drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com. Yep. We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening.